In Revelation chapter 1, God calls us all priests. We're all priests, which means what does a priest do? It connects people with God. So in your relationships, in your family, you're a priest. There are a lot of priests that people seem to ignore. Doesn't, they never go to the priest. They don't believe in priests. They don't, it doesn't mean that you're not a priest. So this, this idea that you can connect people to God, and it, those that read my book understand that, that's really what I do. I, my name, a descendant of the tribe of Levi, and the Levites were the priests. But actually now we're all priests. We are all to be connecting people to God. Not in a way that is necessarily irritating, and I think we're so worried today about offending someone or about saying something they may not immediately like that we don't say anything at all. We just pat them on the shoulder or the leg and say, you know, oh, I'm so sorry. We'll pray for you. And and believe that we've been a priest to them. Sometimes that's true and sometimes it's not. And to be able to ask God in that situation, or even when someone calls you, to be able to say, wow, that's, it sounds like you're really hurt, angry, upset. I would love to talk to you more about this. I'm going to do some, I'm going to listen to God for you. And then you can do something called listening prayer. My wife and I will often do this. We will sit with our notebooks and just sit in silence and see what God says about this question. What does he want us to do with this family member? This family member wants this from us. Is this something that is a good idea for us to do? It's going to please them. Is it good for us? They seem to be doing this every year. Is this, is this a good idea? Because we know that if we say no, it's going to cost us. Right? There's a reason that we try to please the people in our family, because when we don't please them, we hear about it, or potentially they will tell other people they will make our lives difficult. To do listening prayer, to say, Go to God. What is, what is God saying that that is going on in that person's life? It's very possible that you can hear from God for them better than they can hear. Because when you're in a crisis, there's all this adrenaline flowing. And one of the things that keeps you from being relational is a lot of adrenaline flowing. And if you're late to get somewhere, you know how this works. The person in the car in front of you not even a person. They're just an obstacle in your way. Or if they move out of the way, they become a resource to help you get. It's all about you getting the problem over. Stress makes us very low relationally, almost non-relational. The more stressed you are, the more relationally inhibited you are. So the first thing is to be able to settle yourself down and not get caught up in this person's panic, their fear. 
There's something called emotional contagion in the psychological literature, which means emotions are contagious. If I'm fearful and I st stand up here and tell you a fearful story, everyone will start getting fearful. There's this panic sweeps through crowds. And our brains have a negativity bias. We more typically want that negative information. It seems to be even more stimulating to us, which is why we like to repeat it. Oh, did you hear? There was an earthquake. Did you hear it? Did you? Oh, yeah. somehow we love talking about that kind of stuff. It makes us feel important. You know, it makes us feel prepared, wise. I, I wonder. I wonder if the repeating those things that we've heard is that really a good thing? Did you hear about so and so's marriage? Did you hear about so? Let me just reframe gossip. Gossip is telling information to someone who is not part of the problem or the solution. It's giving information, talking about information to someone who's not part of the problem or the solution. Somehow it's making you feel important. Somehow it feels like it's necessary to tell. Somehow you get some little dopamine, is that chemical in the brain we like that give a little buzz. I feel important. I knew this little Thing and you want to be my friend because I have all this information. That's the kind of thing that if we repeat it, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And it's interesting why in that verse, death comes first. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 18, 21. I believe it's because we have a negativity bias. We typically are looking and speaking death more often than we're speaking life. And make no mistake, what I'm talking about actually takes a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Uh, it's great to stand up here and talk about it. It sounds like a really great idea to help your friends quote scripture, to, to have your verses ready, to have your promises of God ready in case you're in a crisis. And there's a verse, 2 Peter 1, Three, four, five. We have God's great and precious promises. We have his great and precious promises by which we become partakers of the divine nature. Wow. We have these promises of God, and through them we become partakers of the divine nature. That's why I'm asking you, what promise are you standing on? Well, that's why it's so important to have his promises ready for us. Not just, um, you know, I know they're there, but ready, ready for you, ready for your friends who are in a crisis. But my point was that it's a lot of work. So you can give yourself grace, take some time, but this is the direction to be able to move to essentially get to the next level. There are you know, a long way to go to be like Jesus. But when Jesus was tempted, what did he do? He quoted scripture. He didn't argue. He didn't say that's psychologically what you're saying is not, is not correct. He quoted the word of God. He just stood on it. Boom, that was it. That was good enough for him. And if we're going to be like him, we need to know that scripture. And our culture has sort of demoted scripture below psychology, below helping people, below doctors. 
And we need to be very careful about that. Yes, people need doctors. Yes, in an emergency, I'm, I'm all for physicians. If we're using that, and God actually didn't want the person to go to the doctor, he wanted you to pray for them. He wanted, he wanted them to wait a little while, not just every little stomach pain goes to the doctor. Maybe let's change the words in our mouth. Maybe let's look, is it, Father, is there, is there a message here you want us to look at before we just go get a doctor to solve this? Because there's endless numbers of pills and things that we can do. But what if there was a message for your friend, for your family member, for you? And by just pausing a bit, you could have discovered something that would have helped you in your spiritual growth which is worth, I mean, it's priceless, right? All of eternity, you're going to be able to live with the person that you've become, with your spiritual growth. It's actually very, very important that we grow. And that's why you're here. And I'm, I'm giving you some of my growth points, the things that I've incorporated so that I can get to the next level and that I'm not defeated every time something negative comes through, which is an overstatement. Usually it's not just one bad thing. Typically, after we get to this point, it's three, four, five in a row, and then we're done. We, we, okay, this is too much. I hear from a lot of people now this very interesting phrase, really, God, really, really? I, I'm hearing it so often in our vernacular, I'm wondering, there's a friend that would call, he was going through some physical problems, and one more thing came, and there, you know, really, God? I, haven't I been through, haven't I suffered enough? And I had to change the conversation. I realized when I was talking to him, I would always get off the phone feeling bad the result, the fruit of our conversation was that I felt like God wasn't helping him. And I had to sort of take the offense and say, you know, last conversation, we, we didn't talk much about the words of God. What I want to hear you say now is, what promises of God are you standing on? And it changed the conversation. It changed the, and he realized that, and he, look, People don't want to just complain all the time, but oftentimes we need help because we feel like I need to air these things. I need to get these out. But oftentimes it's like I need to throw them on you. And that, that's often not helpful either. You know, I'm going to stop there.